Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to President, Patriot or Puppet. We've got a, a whole lot to discuss this afternoon, and I'm going to start off with J. Russell George, the Treasury Inspector General, said senior Treasury officials were made aware in June 2012 that investigations were looking into the complaints for the Tea Party groups that they were being harassed by the Internal Revenue Service. He said, disclosing that Obama administration officials knew there was a probe during the heat of the presidential campaign in 2012. Now, Russell, the Treasury Inspector General for uh, Tax Administration, testified alongside ousted IRS head Stephen Miller, said also that he had told the Department's General Counsel about his investigation on June 4th of 2012, and the Deputy Treasury Secretary Neil Wolin shortly thereafter. Will the harassment of conservative tax-exempt groups be what totally destroys Obama, or will it be the Benghazi cover-up? Lois Lerner, the former IRS official, was last year invoked her Fifth Amendment right against her incrimination declining once more to testify before the House Oversight and Government Reform Committee. Now, on Wednesday, Lerner again invoked the Fifth Amendment, ending days of speculation over whether she would testify after being subpoenaed. The shouting began as a clearly frustrated uh, Representative uh, Republican Daryl Issa, Republican California, the committee chairman, adjourned the hearing, and the equally annoyed ranking Democrat representative, uh, Elijah Cummings of Maryland, objected. Of course they did. And so it goes, a fight that for some observers feels never-ending and makes the political battles over an alleged Benghazi cover-up look tame by comparison. After lawmakers spent months last year lobbying charges and countercharges, the IRS controversy appeared to be quietening down. But what on some days had seemed more like a political food fight than a focused bipartisan probe is blowing up again, this time with two pivotal factors looming. In addition to the approaching midterm elections, there is the controversy over a Treasury Department proposal to restrict the political activities of non-profit groups with 501c4 tax status, or so-called social welfare organizations. Count on both of these dynamics, not to mention any valid evidence that emerges on either side of the debate to keep the IRS issue front and center. The Democrats are right. There are two Americas, the America that works and the America that doesn't, the America that contributes and the America that doesn't. It's not the haves and the have-nots. It's the doers and the don'ts. Some people do their duty as Americans, obey the laws, support themselves, contribute to society, and others don't. That's the divide in America. It's not about income inequality. It's about civic irresponsibility. It's about a political party that preaches hatred, greed, and victimization in order to win elective office, which are, of course, the Democrats. It's about a political party that loves power more than it loves our country. That's not sarcastic. That's truth. And it's about time someone said it. And I, David Tippy, here, right today on this show, is saying it right now. The politics of envy was on proud display a couple of weeks ago when President Obama pledged the rest of his term to fighting income inequality. He noted that some people make more than other people, that some people have higher incomes than others, and he says that's not just. 
the slightest amount of intelligence is all that is required for anyone to prove that is simply false. Using the envy that people possess is the rationale of thievery, such as the Democrats stating, the other guy has it, you want it, then Obama will take it for you. Vote Democrat. That is the philosophy that produced places such as Detroit, which is in complete bankruptcy. It is the electoral philosophy that is destroying America, and the world needs a strong America. It conceals the fundamental deviation from American values and common sense because it ends up not even benefiting the people who support it. However, it is a betrayal because it creates government dependency. The Democrats have not empowered their followers. They have enslaved them in a culture of dependency and entitlement, of victimhood and anger instead of ability and hope. David Tippy with his co-host Michael Talley and honored guest host Dr. Mike Davis are here to change all of that. The president's premise that you reduce income equality by destroying the successful seeks to deny the successful the consequences of their choices and spare the unsuccessful the consequences of their choices. Because by and large, income variations in society are the result of different choices leading to different consequences. Those who choose wisely and responsibly have a far greater likelihood of success, while those who choose foolishly and irresponsibility have a far greater likelihood of failure. Success and failure usually manifest themselves in personal and family income. Choice also shows up in business that should have been allowed to fail. Instead, we bailed out those businesses with government assistance, which is the same as robbing the taxpayer for their bailout money. Now we are here, and this is history that we do not want repeated. You will succeed or you will fail, but choice is up to you. Your choice to drop out of high school or to skip college or you are apt to have a different outcome than someone who gets a diploma and pushes on with purposeful education. You have your children out of wedlock and life is apt to take a one course. You have them within marriage and life is apt to take a different course. Most often in life, our destination is determined by our course we take. Government should be taken out of the American family's lives. My neighbor told me his story, and it went like this. My doctor makes far more than I do. There is significant income inequality between us. Our lives have had an inequality of outcome, but our lives also have had an inequality of effort. While my doctor went to college, then devoted his young adulthood to medical school and residency, I got a job in a machine shop. The doctor made a choice, I made a choice, and our choices led us to different outcomes. His outcome pays a lot better than mine, and I have no desire to state that he owes me some of what he worked for. Logic, reasoning, and good sense can be the order of the day again. We the people must stand. Does that mean that the doctor cheated and Barack Obama needs to take away his wealth? No, it means we are both free men in a free society where free choices lead to different outcomes. It is not inequality that Barack Obama intends to take away. What he intends to remove is freedom, the freedom to succeed and the freedom to fail. There is no true option for success if there is no true option for failure. The pursuit of happiness means a whole lot less when you face the punitive hand of government and your pursuit brings you more happiness than the other guy. If, Even if the other guy sat on his backside and did nothing, even if he made a lifetime 
worth of bad, short-sighted decisions. Those were his decisions, and his neighbor does not owe him part of what he worked for to make him equal to him. Barack Obama and the Democrats preach equality of outcome as a right while completely ignoring inequality of effort, the simple law of the harvest. As ye sow, so shall you reap. It is sometimes applied as the harder you work, the more you get. Obama would turn that upside down. Those who achieved are to be punished as enemies of society, and those who fail are to be rewarded as wards of society. Entitlement will replace effort as the key to upward mobility in American society if Barack Obama and Democrats get their way. They seek a lower common denominator society in which the government robs the successful and productive to foster equality through mediocrity. We are here to remind the world of places like Argentina who failed in this exact same way. Obama and his party speak of two Americas and their grip on power is based on using the voters of one to sap the productivity of the other. America is not divided by the differences in our outcomes. It is divided by the differences in our efforts. It is a false philosophy to say one man's success comes about unavoidably as a result of another man's victimization. What Obama offered was not a solution, but separatism to purposely divide America. He fomented division and strife, pitted one set of Americans against another for his own political benefit. That's what socialists offer, Marxist class welfare wrapped up in a bow called Democrat. We have arrived with this radio program, educating the public to once again transform America only this time to that shining city on the hill analogy, and it will prevail. We will bring two Americas closer each day while proving the truth of Lincoln's maxim, which is a house divided against itself cannot stand. America will stand as one America once again, and all shall prosper by and from their own efforts and abilities. I see my co-host standing by. What do you got to say, Mike? Morning, David. Doctor, uh, interesting. There's so many comments from what you had just said. I love your stance on the uh, Obama's comments on income inequality, and it should really be indicated as effort inequality. That's a beautiful statement. We should bronze that sucker. You get what you deserve. If you're going to sit there and do nothing, that's what you should get. It was interesting. I saw earlier that the uh, Autumn Radke who started this Bitcoin, was killed. She's 28 years old. She's just a kid. And there's comments that Obama and his people are responsible for it, which, in my mind, I kind of believe he was responsible for this. I think he's responsible for Sandy Hook. They do Fast and Furious. They'll do anything, and they don't care who they hurt in the process. But this Bitcoin, which I don't really believe in, but it's a currency Obama can't control. And like you were saying, control is what they're all about. And I heard also that now there's a movement afoot to get rid of the SATs. Again, dumbing down the public. They're saying, well, it's expensive. doesn't matter. You need something to measure people. And apparently Obama supporters don't measure up to the SATs, and now they feel they've got to get rid of it. Just like DeBasio in New York. He's getting rid of the... uh, charter schools as much as possible. He's already kicked seven hundred kids out of high-performing charter schools. You get back to the IRS and Lois Lerner, she should be locked up. I mean, apparently can't be unless the Attorney General Holder, the idiot, makes a move to hold her in contempt because of that. So nothing will happen to her. That's just going to go by the wayside. Uh, you got Reed coming out saying all the complaints about Obamacare 
or just lies. There's nothing wrong. Nobody's got any complaints. They are really going out of their way to irritate and piss people off. Obama comes out crying yesterday when uh, Dito or Bebo, whoever that Indian guy is, that, that supported Mamiya when he wasn't confirming because seven Democrats went to the other side. And Biden was on hand to toss the deciding vote, and he was going to vote this guy in. He should not be there. Now the concern is that, well, when Congress goes on recess, Obama's going to make a recess appointment and put this guy in anyway. Sure. He's getting closer and closer to real irritating everybody. you got Rice coming out on the morning shows again saying, oh, I have no regrets. What I said was the truth. That's what we knew at the time. Again, more lies. None of the networks will say anything about it. Oh. Any thoughts, Doctor? Yeah, let's... There's so much there between the introduction. David's introduction was excellent. The whole country should hear that. You should replay that a hundred times because there's so much information in there that people need to understand. The uh, SATs, they want to get rid of the... uh, the essay part now. They diluted down the other parts to the nth degree to make it easier to get into college. This is a form of equality. So when you reduce the quality of the test to get into college, basically you're letting the bottom in to uh, a place, giving criteria, and they're lowering it to get into a Harvard or where they may, may or may not belong. That's up to the admission boards of the schools. As for the charter schools in New York, uh, which is a great reference, I went to one of those charter schools called Brooklyn Tech, and if they want to get rid of that, those are kids that may excel a little bit more than other kids in their local schools and they're sent to the charter school. And to take that away, to take that incentive away, that's pretty horrific. But that's what you get when you get a left-wing mayor like this, or and or worse than left-wing, as we both know what he is. A lot of stuff has gone on this week, guys. Uh, I wanted to bring up something. There's an ICD code, which is the International Classification of Diseases Code, that doctors, hospitals use to build. And presently, uh, there are 17,000 codes. By October 2014, the number has exponentially increased to 155,000 codes. What this essentially does is it slows, slows down payments, because if you send the wrong code in, you, you don't get your money, or you can't get your approval for surgery, or the hospital will be destitute if they don't get these codes right, because they don't get any reimbursement. It enters, it, it allows entrance of a huge level of confusion into the system. Basically, it's a money-saving process. By entering confusion and constraint into the system, uh, less billing or less reimbursement will go on, um, and therefore less money comes back and forth between the payer and the payee. But in any event, I cannot fathom why they would put this in. And some of the billing codes are, just as an example, if you, this, is, this is true. If you have a horse and buggy and crash, there's a code in there for that. And I heard, I heard someone tell us on the radio, uh, if you have a spaceship and you eject from the spaceship, there's a code in there for that, too. So it, it, it's pretty ludicrous, whatever what is it, what's ever in there. It's just too much. Right? So, so that's for the coding. For Obamacare specifically, Obama came up in the last 24 hours. You may be able to keep your traditional policy deep into 2017. Think about this for a second. Obamacare is supposed to change everything, and now we're allowed to keep it past the next election. Why? Because he made a deal with Hillary, maybe? I don't know. Oh. There's something going on that we're not seeing. In my, my humble mind, uh, it's an indication that Obamacare is failing under its own weight. And uh, what are your thoughts? Corruption is the rule of the day, and you will hit it, the nail on the head, even in your suspicion. That is exactly what's going on. Do you think for one moment that every deadline has been pushed out and pushed out further, in not only just an embarrassment that the, the Obamacare is a joke, but to make certain that, none, that no additional problems start surfacing that we all have talked about, such as the uh, the group health cares that are going to be vanishing and jobs, more jobs being lost, et cetera, et cetera, before the midterm elections. Now, that is the corruption. That is indeed what's taking place, and there is nothing other than a huge cover-up. It, I'm, I can only want to vomit when I see that Harry Reid come on to say anything. But the absence of total – he – that person cannot you, – you cannot defend him to say that he is not 
against America. There is nothing that comes out of that man's mouth that does not sway my opinion that he is an anti-American soul. Yes, absolutely. He came out and he criticized uh, the Republicans, as he always does, for not letting this BB Bobo, I forget his name, not letting him come in into the Department of Justice. And he follows it up with a conversation. Well, he was just talking himself, so no conversation. But saying again, the Republicans are trying to restrict voting rights. One has nothing to do with the other. They want to talk about voting rights, talk about Obamacare not doing what the people want. He can't change this law. And it's about time some Republicans, and that's why we have to win the Senate and keep the House in 2014. He's making all these delays politically. He doesn't care about the system. He's out to destroy the system. You have all these people that lost their medical coverage, and now he's saying, well, you can keep until after the 2017 elections and when we get Hillary in. These people have already had, a lot of them have had their insurance canceled. Now, if the insurance companies have to go back and give somebody a policy for one, three years, the rates are going to be higher because it's all built on statistics, like life insurance. Yeah. Congress They're supposed to live to 76 or whatever right now, so they factor it in. But they say, tell you everybody's going to die at 40, you're going to be paying more. Right. Congress has ceded more and more of the legislative authority to the executive branch. There's no question. Every time the executive order comes out, it is – think about when you change a law and you're the president, you are a treasonous – you're acting in a treasonous fashion. Now, there is no question that when when you – the – violators of the Constitution, and I'm going to say he is the the, the biggest one to be uh, compared to such a structure. The delegation serves the people from, from law, and undermining democracy by allowing uh, virtually uh, every decision in, in governance to be made by that uh, uh, official in the executive branch is is ludicrous. It's destroying the uh, Constitution, and you know reservations about the delegations are, are you know are not limited to one specific side or political spectrum. Recently, of course, uh, Congress has certainly relinquished everything in law uh, authority, everything over to the executive branch, and it's it's a complete. It's a ludicrous thing to think of, the separation of legislation and executive and judicial powers is, uh, you know, the central principle of our Constitution's architecture. You, you just you can't get around that. How many people are standing up screaming right today? There are senators yeah. calling for his, his impeachment because they know this is happening. But because he is a black man and the first one in the, the the White House, we stand aside and we allow political correctness to break the law. Yes. Can I put this in some context for, for everyone? As you know, there was Federalist Papers. What the Federalist Papers were were prelude to the Constitution that Madison would eventually write, as I wrote in Demons of Democracy. What What is happening here is... The executive branch has usurped literally the legislative powers. He's taken over, and, and the legislative branch is not checking him as they were supposed to do. We, we have to remember why we have a Declaration of Independence. We try to throw off the chains of, of, of tyranny that were coming from England. So now we have a new type of tyranny. By autocratic means, the tyrant in the White House is trying to control every aspect of our institutions and traditions, and he's doing a very good job at it because the Congress is not checking him. They're not doing their job. And when someone doesn't do your job, what do you do? You fire them. And that's what we need to do in 2014, fire these people, because there's no other way around this. And then when maybe we can have some sense in health care. Until then, we're not going to have any sense in health care. And we have crazy people like Harry Reid in power. As you heard, he said the complaints are completely fallacious. That's not true. I could list a number here. I've done this on the air in the last two weeks. 
uh, in, in different places, including national radio, and people coming back at me said, no, that's not true. I said, that is true. People are not getting the care that they deserve. They're not getting the medications. There are scarcity of medications out there, and, and we all, this is the best show I've ever been on because we actually open the door and tell it like it is, and this is like it is. They're not getting the health care uh, that's been promised to them in Obamacare, and what are the results that we're seeing? Death, just like on the cover of Obamacare, a book that I wrote, we're seeing death already coming up from this. The elderly me, over 60 guy, he's not going to get the care. There are all false studies coming up indicating you shouldn't treat hypertension so aggressively in the elderly or the old aging population. You shouldn't treat cholesterol. Uh, you shouldn't be giving hypertension drugs uh, so indiscriminately as they're saying as well. Maybe surgeries shouldn't be given to people in their 70s or cardiograms or, or preclinical uh, screens before you get surgery. Any which way to ration care to the aging population. That's what these studies are doing. And they magically all came up uh, right after Obamacare passed in uh, March of 2010. So uh, we're seeing a evolution in healthcare delivery and it's going in the wrong direction, just like with the military, of course. Well, of course, you back to the military. That's look, look at what's happening in, in, in Russia right now. Look at yes. it, I, I love the statement from uh, Rachel Madcow uh, in, on MSNBC. <laughs> yes. uh, you know, she stated that the, the Russian problem was Bush's fault, you know. Incredible. That's amazing. And it was so Putin. funny. I almost choked on my saliva. Yeah. It was. <laughs> yeah. Rachel Madcow, what a great. I'm gonna, you better copyright that. <laughs> That's I'm exactly you, David. <laughs> That's exactly what she acts like is a mad cow. You need to have a you need to have a national show on 700 radio stations and let people know this stuff because you're not hearing it on the on the regular media. This show really tells it like it is, and they're hearing it today. Well, they don't hear on the, on the networks at all. The networks won't even comment on no serious things. You know, they'll comment on. Yeah. Uh, Obama getting a new dog, but they won't comment yeah. on Putin make Obama look well, like a puppy. They're bringing in old hack lawyers, old hack politicians, consultants who were in the in the administration in the prior one. We're not hearing any f- fresh blood. People that know at the ground level what's happening with health care and the military. We hear occasional uh, general saying it's going to go down the. The, down the tooth. There needs to be some efficiencies put in for sure. But the downside is the pre-World War II levels. That's pretty dangerous. I think yeah, everybody. You know he's all. destroying. He is trying to destroy this country. Yes. There is no doubt in my yes. mind. I am yes. not yes. going to give up on that fact. I know for a yes. fact that guy hates his country. He yes. is destroying us economically. He is now showing us he's going to destroy us militarily yes. because. We should not be the leader country. We're just one of the other countries. He's bowed to the Saudi kings. He's done all of that things, the things in the past that are coming now to uh, material uh, aspect, and that is, by golly, he's proven the fact that he is indeed against this country and wants it to go by way of uh, don't cry for me, Argentina. Yeah, that's his objective. Yeah. I mean, even with with Putin, Putin looks at Obama and he sees a zero. Right. He's doing anything he wants. They had a comment on the uh, on Fox the other day. One of the differences between Putin and Obama, outside of the fact that Putin's a man and Obama's a pansy, is he doesn't <laughs> tell you what he's going to do. He does it, and then he tells you. Yeah. Obama says something like, well, "Putin's going to be on the wrong side of history." You think if Putin cares about that stupid pansy comment from a from a zero, or or, or Barry Satoro? Nobody cares what he says. Nobody's afraid of us anymore. Yes, Putin comes. That's exactly right. Go ahead. Putin comes from strength, and Obama comes from a level of weakness. What is Obama bringing to the table? He has John Kerry saying that everything Putin says is a lie. It's a lie. Well, it's turning out not to be a lie, because this morning it's reported in the Ukrainian parliament wants to go Russian uh, and them to take over. So I, I don't know where John Kerry is coming from. He is a habitual liar. There are plenty of stories to support that. And I, Obama should stay out. America should stay out of those politics. We just don't understand that part of the world, especially the State Department, as it's in disarray right now. Yeah, well, did you hear? Did you hear the the little uh, surveys they took and 
how many people, now this, this was coming on several uh, of the news media outlets, how many people right now support Hillary Clinton over any Republican candidate. She was like in the 60s and 70s, and the Republican candidates were in their 20s and 30s. And I'm saying to myself, we not only have, you and I have to got to go to the uh, poll and to vote, we've got to educate. That's what I'm stressing every time we come on this radio program. We have to educate. How in the world can we look at a society that is knows that they we know they have their hand out we know they're voting for the guy that puts the most in that hand and how can we show them that when we go over the cliff all of us because they're going with us that there's nothing at the bottom why can't we show them places like Argentina why why can't we get this message across that they're they're, that we finally run out of the haves to give to the have-nots, like the uh, uh, English uh, lady over there, I forget her name, said, and was famous for, you, you just simply have got to have personal responsibility. And how to get that across, how to make that message come clear, is, is what I uh, work on night and day. We need people to listen to the show to talk to people they know and make them aware of what's going on because most people don't pay attention. Yeah. And they have to start paying attention. I mean, how can you look at what Obama's done, what a holder has done? Yeah. I mean, you can go down the list, Reed, Pelosi, uh, Clinton, you know, there's a ton of them. How can you look at these people and not know that what we're doing is destroying the world for our children and their children? That's the point you got to drive home with these people, in my mind. You're ruining your kid's potential for life. They won't have anything he can strive for. Hillary's high visibility index is because she has name recognition. We haven't gotten behind one candidate yet. I think when that does happen, when a strong candidate does appear, and I, I believe that will happen, that name recognition will jump right up because of commercial and, and discussion on the TV and, and shows like this. So I think that's the only reason. There's been scuttlebutt this week in, in the media about Hillary being sick. I believe she's not well at all. We've seen pictures of her. She, she hasn't looked very well. That that stroke that she had, maybe she had it, maybe she didn't, but it was very convenient around the Benghazi hearings right. that it came up. And we saw her wearing four-inch glasses and hobbling in and, and missing a word here and there. But now she's able to give speeches for $450,000 a pop, which she gave one, I believe, in Chicago. Not too long ago. So that once we get the visibility index for the new guy, our guy, whoever that person is, I think that's all going to change pretty much. And these polls are all limited, and many of them are very slanted, so I, I wouldn't believe wherever they came from, no matter Fox or uh, uh, Rachel Madcow, I, I just don't believe them. You can't believe the polls. You have to at least see the basis. Right. Because a lot of these polls, they'll t- poll 52% Democrats. Yeah. 30% Republicans and a balance yeah. independence. You've yeah. got to look at the basis and what the poll is constructed upon. Yeah. And anybody that would vote for Hillary has no clue who she is. Yeah. Look at what she's ever done. Look at what Obama's ever done that's good. You can't, the list is so short, you don't even need a pencil. That's a great point that they were touting that this week, they, that, that the Democrats can't say one achievement Hillary's had. To, that was a great reference, absolutely. You know, every time, that, yeah, every time you look at that situation, it means that you and I are paying attention, but look how many are not. Because it's so simple for us to understand, because we've paid attention all of this time, that when she went on national television when her husband was president and said she got off that uh, helicopter and there was... Uh, enemy fire all around, and they had to duck for cover. And the and the news media that was with her said that we didn't hear anything. <laughs> you know, and that was the very beginning stage of who that person really is. Yeah, it's incredible. Well, Curry, how do you go ahead? I'm sorry. It was their introduction to stupidity yeah. in the media. <laughs> very good point. <laughs> if, if there's anything to learn about uh, 
politics, and I think it's the grappling with the, the very top fact, and I'm going to say right at the root cause, and that is that major corporations are really the candidates and the backers of the candidates, and they simply are out there as talking heads. And because it takes millions and millions of dollars to run for office, so you you get these money backers, and they're they're nothing other than, well, don't pay attention to what I said yesterday. Pay attention to what I said today. That's the attitude that they have. They change like they change socks depending on what the outcome. I mean, look at Obama for Christ's sake. No matter what he says, he can come back and just say that's not true. It doesn't matter you have him on recording. I sent a recording out about his Muslim Brotherhood's uh, sentiments, and I think uh, uh, Michael Talley said he, he puked before it was over and he couldn't watch the whole thing. Yeah, I can't watch the whole thing. Talk about <laughs> oh, I can't watch him anyway, but uh, it's worth it's watching him when he's actually talking. Yeah, yeah. very nauseating for sure. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah. One of the things Grappling that really irritates me, I know, we know Obama hates the military, but I hate yeah. watching him come down off of Air Force One and give that phony piece of crap salute to our yeah. military, to our Marines. They're right. standing there firm, giving him a salute, and he doesn't even look at them. This guy is right. such an anti-American, it's disgusting. Yeah. You, you know, a lot of good people are standing on the sidelines whether they're going to run or not for the presidency. And and, and they go against it because the, you know they're going to be torn apart in the media, especially the left-wing media, uh, if it's a conservative or a libertarian or Republican. so But there are people out there. I would consider John Bolton as an excellent candidate. I don't think he would run at all. He hates Obama. He hates his foreign policy. He hates his economic policy. He's a very well-spoken guy. He, he has a good presentation at all. But, you know, uh, people don't like Donald Trump. But Trump would, <laughs> from the commercial end point, Trump would clean up a lot of the mess that's out there right now. We need people that are assertive, that won't take any nonsense from uh, the Democrats, and there are people out there that would do that. Sorry, guys, I'm I'm too busy <laughs> writing books, yeah. but there are other people out there that can do it. <laughs> well, we got Craig Gowdy. You, you got uh, people Very that good. Great have choice. up to Ollie yeah. North. Yeah, Ollie's a great choice. He goes right down here near, uh, in Virginia, Ollie North. He's in Maryland all the time. And, You're uh, not going to so, scare him. Yeah, well, I, I could think of a lot of people that would be excellent candidates. But, again, they're going to be torn apart. Look what they did to uh, uh, Romney. Now, Romney was a very soft-natured man, a good guy. He had a, uh, They tore apart his wife when the wife was sick. I mean, it, was, it was disgusting what was going on. And he had a lot of money to defend himself. But at the end of the day, they poured it on, accusing him of causing cancer in the lady. You remember that, that oh, thing? That was stupid. The commercial it was, it was the worst thing I've ever seen. Well, uh, maybe Willie Horton was worse than that, but that that basically was very bad. So you can see there's, there's many things going on. But who who would your favorite candidates be? Well, uh, uh, I'll, announce, I, I, I'll announce uh, in a couple of months. Okay, <laughs> you got my vote and you got my five dollars. <laughs> I, I, I see, uh, you know, it goes right back to that top core problem. I mean, it takes millions and millions of dollars to yes. get your name out there and. The reason why that is, have you really thought about why that is? Because even the the commercials of cars, they they know that this particular thing exists. And they will say, you know, don't outspend your neighbor, outsmart them. In other words, they realize and they play on the pettiness of the jealousies that there are out there. And so what we get is what we deserve. We will only vote for the elitists, the people who are better than us. We came from that serfdom, and we had a revolutionary war to get us out of it. And people really didn't want to leave it. They want the betters to be over them, to be told what to do by the elitists, not somebody that has the same car and lives in the same kind of house and has about the same money. They, they don't want that. Why is that? That's the that's the greatest question that I would pose to anyone. I would like to know why that is, how we can defeat the jealousies that go on and create the insanity. The same things keep happening over and over, yet we are just 
going to be nonchalant about what the real problem is. Yeah, it's very much so. Uh, I, in my in my humble opinion, uh, we're not going to get we're not going to penetrate a lot of the Democrats voters because because of the freebies, the, the grease that keeps coming out of the Obama administration, your free phones, uh, all kinds of stuff that you would never consider. There's free housing here in Maryland. Apps, I didn't know about that. And, I, and we, my wife is a doctor also, patients coming to her, they're driving up in B&Ws handing over medical assistance cards. And these new EBT cards, these electronic benefit transfer cards as well, are being used in casinos and bars and bowling alleys and whatever. You know, it, it, it's a real transfer of wealth. That's what Obamacare is about. That's what the stimulus money was about. That's what TARP was about. It had to be voted in very quickly because it was this great emergency. So you, you're seeing people getting wealthy on, on entitlements. It's unbelievable. Yeah. And they yeah. know about it. The thing is, the state of, state of Maryland, because I live here at the present time, they can run a check with the MVA and cross-check it with the medical assistance cards, and they would know who's doing what. They don't care to do that because that is their voting base. And as long as that's their voting base, everything's going to be hush-hush here. They don't cover it in the left-wing Baltimore sun. So you can see the media is manipulating basically the population here. Yeah, the KLVJ Austin station did an interview. And they, the interview was with a young black lady who was uh, involved in, in 70 or $80,000 a year in all of the uh, the different uh, uh, you know entitlement things, and I uh, couldn't quote them all, but she was talking to him, and he would ask questions like, you know, is this? Uh, uh, do you ever intend to you know get a job and go to work? And she said, Are you crazy? They're paying me not to work, and I'm going to go to work. What stupid fool would do that? And then he would ask a question like, Well, are you teaching your son to not work? Well, I'm, uh, he can work if he wants to, but he would be stupid too because you know you can you can get paid not to. You know, this is what's taking place, what's robbing the yeah. core and destroying the brain of even the youth coming up under that type of guidance. It's, yeah. it's incredible. Well, they extend the, the unemployment over ninety-nine weeks. Well, why don't make it five years? Make it ten years. Why make it ninety-nine weeks? We have my son owns a bar, a, a bar, a pool hall, restaurant, tavern, and they they work for three weeks. They leave and they're collecting unemployment, which is not supposed to be. You're supposed to work two consecutive quarters, pay and etc. They still get it. They still get. We get the letters. That means my son's uh, unemployment level of payment has to go up. Notch after notch after it's at ten percent now on the salary base that he wow. that he pays out. He was just here a few minutes ago, my son. He's being hit hard for taxes. He's a young kid trying to work very hard, sixty, seventy hours a week to make this thing go, and um, he's having trouble, literally having trouble because of government in your face, draconian rules, authoritarian rules. So we're seeing that we're not a very business friendly state here. So a lot of Companies go out of state, but Obama says, "Oh no, no, well, that's not true. We're not driving people out of business. It's very true, and uh, we can prove it very much." It's going to happen in New York too with the last deal up there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people are going to be and, leaving, because you know, he doesn't want conservatives. Yeah, can you imagine that advertisement that you see? New York, move your business to New York, and you pay no taxes for ten years. And then we're going to rob your ass blind. <laughs> uh, uh, well, Rick Perry came to Maryland. Rick Perry, and he was tearing apart Martin O'Malley, our governor here, <laughs> who, of course, I didn't vote for. He he said he was, there's 21 new taxes since he's been in, 35 new levies. The roads are not being fixed here. All true. Everything is true. The tolls have doubled, in some cases even tripled here. He, I can, you can't go three miles without paying a toll on the on the highway. So that's that's the craziness here. Also, they have an automatic gas tax increase now as well that'll be moving up probably in the next month, and then four months down the road, then eight months down the road, indexed to inflation. What inflation? Well, you know, the interesting part is they've been pushing to get cars that are economical and use less fuel, and they're too stupid to realize that means they're going to get less tax dollars. Yes. So now they're considering charging you by the mile. Yeah. So you'll pay the gas tax plus you'll pay a use tax. 
they're not going to drop the gas tax, but they're going to add this in, like you say, more taxes, yeah. more levies. Yeah. My my wife's a scientist also and a, and a medical practitioner, but she told me some of the green buildings use more energy than the regular buildings that use electricity. <laughs> and I said, that's pretty funny. <laughs> no, all the billions of money went into soldiers and those kind of things. Well, you know, there is a... That's, that's, a cr- that's, a credible, that's a credible argument, but there is uh, the uh, electrical panel uh, that... Uh, can create electricity, and I know houses that actually sell current back to FP&L here. Yeah, yeah. So it, it can be created correctly, and yeah. you know the people in these houses built those photo cells or whatever they're called in yeah. their own garages. Yeah. You know, and not those hundred thousand dollar jobs that that you see online. Yeah. It's just made them in their own garage, and they sell current back to the FP&L. Yeah. Th- now that's called ingenuity. I, I love, you know. Ingenuity. I love people to come up with their own solutions and Absolutely. be responsible and all that type of thing. And that could take place. Of course, we wouldn't want to pay $200,000 for an electric car that will drive around the block and you plug it back in again. That's stupid. Now, when you use logic and, re- and reality instead of all of this, this, this ignorance and, and uh, don't pay attention to the guy behind the curtain type of uh, analogy, it's it's destroying our country. We have to get back to being made in America again, and we can do that by getting the regulators out of the door and yeah. stop. They've got business stopped, period. Overnight we could have 20 million jobs by kicking the regulators' ass and get the corrections back going to fracking, going to drilling, getting yeah. that yeah. pipeline from Canada. Yeah. Overnight, I mean, it's just incredible what is mm. taking place in this country. And, and we're, and we're, and I'm, I'm talking about the American people, we're just standing by and, and uh, just docilely and, yeah, yeah. whatever. Add, add to that list shale. You can recover oil from shale. That's going to be a oh, yeah. big thing down the road. And we have tons of shale here in this country. But you made a very good reference earlier stating that when Obama bowed or kissed the ring of the Saudi king, we knew where the uh, the power structure was going to be in the Middle East. That's where he takes his marching orders from Obama. And we knew the energy policy as well. They sell us the oil, and we buy it. He doesn't want us to drill here. That keeps them immersed in billions of dollars and us with less jobs. And we know that's why he, he blocked the Gulf Coast drilling and fracking and, and the rest of the stuff. He, I don't think Obama really cares about the EPA so much as the control it gives him to do these bad things to the economy. And I think Listen, that's what he really ran on that. He right, ran on exactly. that. He said, "Don't you remember?" He said, yeah. "Well, we'll just ta- we'll just tax and regulate the coal industry out of business." Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. ran on that, and people right. let him do that. And now we got he, people go. starving to death over there it, around yeah. those coal uh, industry uh, uh, areas, and yeah. no jobs at all, and their their coal mines are shut down, and all that type of thing. It's incredible. Yeah, clean coal. <laughs> and that, there's a word for you. Isn't that an oxymoron? Clean coal. When was coal ever clean? It had it had less lignite in it or some other chemical in it. There's no coal that's clean. It's necessary. It's it may be uh, dirty, but it, it sure warms my house right now. I have a yeah. small house, and I yeah. I'm, I love every inch of it. You know, it's warm and comfortable, and 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 that's the way I live. And uh, if I need a heater, but where, when the coal goes away which powers 90% of this state, there is no other power coming in here. A little bit of gas we have for the water heaters. That's it. Yeah. So we need coal. And these guys that go into those mines, to, even if it's an open coal mine or one down the ground, they're brave guys. They are going. They're going to get pneumoconiosis, which are lung diseases, things like that. I, I only have admiration for those people. And to sure. be stopped by Obama, that's really bad. I used to provide products to the coal industry and you go out to the mines and all you see is a little tipple standing up. Everything's underground. Yes. You couldn't pay me to go into one of those mines. No, not at all. Not at all. Enough. Now a lot of admiration. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of admiration for the people that do. I mean we need what they're doing and for us to condemn them and say we're gonna regulate you out of business and their their families are now starving. Which one would would you pick? I mean, if you 
producing something for your family, and now somebody says, uh, no, uh, that's not going to happen anymore. We're, the elitist group is going to tell you, no, you can't have that job. And so they're, they're up there starving, and, the, and just like uh, Mark said, you, the, the entire uh, state there is, is really dependent on coal, and there are a lot of places like that. It's incredible how we can sit by and let those types of things happen. We're letting Obama control us. And we are strong-minded men like the three of us are. And if we were in that senator house, a lot of things would be different. We need men like us who think this way, who think normally, rationally, and live in reality what what needs to be done. And it should be done. And we're not getting that from this group that that's in there. So hopefully that will change in 2014. That's what, that's, what I'm keep, that's what I keep talking about. Why can we not learn from our past mistakes? We keep using the word insanity but we don't apply the definition. We keep yeah. voting for these elitists, and we keep getting the same outcome. That is insanity. We should be able to pick up our pieces and say, that has not worked. We need patriots in there, just like you talk about the three of us. You know, And, and there's millions just like us out there to get in and take over and be for this country again and bring this country back to that shining city on the hill. That I love that right. analogy from Reagan. You know, and it, it's it's. Now you know where he got it from. This Pilgrim's Progress by yeah. Bunyan. That's the shining city on the hill. You know, heaven, sort of like a heaven. But that's a great book, by the way. But anyway, that, that's exactly. I wish we had five new Reagans out there, one in each of the houses and certain departments, mm-hmm. and we wouldn't have any of this. Keystone should have been the first thing to say. Go ahead with it. I mean, what, sure. what, what kind of stupidity is we're going to order about a termite or some? Uh, now, with the, in, in in Alaska, they needed the 11 mile road from a town to an airport. You heard about this, of course. And Obama says, "No, we have to worry more about the caribou that are up there than the people." It's insane. Right. It's crazy. Don't care about the caribou. It's just an excuse to right. halt progress and, like David says, control us. I have to remember what a caribou is. <laughs> Actually, yeah. <laughs> yeah, send me I, a picture, look, I, I know it's an animal. I got to remember what it looks like. <laughs> I know what but I a caribou is more important than a human being. When did that yeah. start? <laughs> you tell it to the kids that used to take care of it in intensive care units. If the power goes out and they can't breathe because there's not enough coal out there, this is the craziness that Obama is inflicting on the nation. And this is the guy that we have to get out of there. And at the least, we have to stifle his progress in putting all these uh, executive actions into play. Well, you know what? We talked about this briefly before uh, on a, another show, but yeah. listen, if you destroy the economy and yeah. you destroy the dollar and he has the right then for martial law, all of the yeah. people he has fired and all the people he has hired around him are like Muslims who don't mind shooting Americans. Yeah. I, I see that as a possibility on the future. Now, there's... Three million of strong Americans like us out there with our guns, and I, the big reason he started with the Fast and Furious was to make up a scam to try to gather up the guns. And every time another instant happens where they can uh, push it out there and and tell the stupids out there that listen, uh, we've got to get rid of the guns and stop all this violence. Well, listen, criminals don't follow the law. Hello. You know, I, I want to stomp on the ground like that guy, uh, uh, Rick Santelli, who's saying, are you listening, Obama, when he was talking about the, uh, the economy and, and what was taking place? It's incredible, but people buy into that crap. There is yeah. not going to be a single criminal in the world that's going to follow the law. There's, yeah. We, you know, that uh, picture of the state of Texas when uh, – uh, the governor stood up and said, listen, I, I'm going to do like New York. I'm going to expose where all of the gun owners are. Oh. <laughs> Just look at the pink, that's, that's the pink dots, and he holds up the state of Texas. It's all pink. Yeah, you, you come in here, we got guns. <laughs> it was the old adage out of Texas when the guy goes and tries to hold up a bus driver, 20 people pull out. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Or one of these knockdown, these these crazies try to knock him down, and the guy pulls out a gun, beats him over the head. I, I love this. Hey guys, I gotta I gotta back out of here. I got something to do. I really appreciate being on. I hope to oh, be well, on with you again. I hate to see you go, but you, I know you got pressing stuff. And thanks. Thank for you being guys. Here. Yeah, this is something came up. I really appreciate it. Have a very good day.
Thank you. See you next week. Okay, bye-bye. Yeah, Yeah, incredible, but true. Everything we talk about, it's such a, uh, a blessing to get it out there. And how you and I talk just back and forth is so rational, so logical. Why is it so difficult to get that across to the American people? Why? What do you suppose is missing in the equation? It makes sense. Why would uh, Harry Reid or, or Obama or, or Hillary be able to stand up and, and say, that's not true, that's not true, and give the, the Uncle Joe Biden a stupid smile, it's just not true, and all that type of thing? Like uh, Reid stood up and said, every who had said they had a problem with Obamacare, that was false. It was, it was a false story. Now, how, how can people buy into that shit? Yeah, that's absolutely disgusting. You've got people that are dying of cancer. They don't have their doctor. They can't get the medications. All of a sudden, everything stops. And Reed says, just like you're saying, well, that's not true. What's he, a Biden? I mean, what is with these people? Incredible. It's incredible, and the people believe what they see. People got to get out and actually pay attention to what's going on. We got two problems with the voting. One, libertarians better get their act together when it comes time for an election. Don't vote for your libertarian candidate because all that's going to do is put a Democrat in. And the Republicans and conservatives, if you don't like the Republican candidate, don't stay home. Go vote. Vote Republican. No matter what you feel about them, yeah, can, be can't we explain? Staying, staying home elects the enemy. Yeah, exactly. Staying home elects the enemy. That's it. You you can't go any other direction. And I'm sorry that it is true, but it is true. They only vote for the guy with the most money. Now that is sad. How how to how to treat that correctly? How to find the correct uh, resurrection, if you will, of the American spirit and soul, where we are, you know, what, back when we were growing up, you you got in trouble at your neighbor's house, you got in a hell of a lot more trouble when you came back home if they found out about it. So now, that's not that's non-existent. You know, you you are jealous of your neighbor, you hate your neighbor when you get a new car. You you know, it's a, it's incredible. How do we fix that problem? The, there's, it's got to be education. We have to start at, at the core, the, like the mother of that uh, interview. I just talked about the uh, KLBJ there in Austin, Texas. It, right. it's, a, it's a terrible, terrible analogy, but that, I think that's a lost cause. But what do we do with that child that she's bringing up? That child is going to turn out to be uh, those kids that you see walking down the road that they have on video every once in a while of, of hitting an old white person and trying to knock them out or kill them with a punch. That, that's the, the type of character that that's breeding. Well, and Obama's got people thinking they can do that. Older won't prosecute them. Yeah. If you're black, you can do anything you want. And which is really atrocious because they set race relations back 50, 60 years. Oh, absolutely. More people are separated by race now than than, than we're back in yeah. the 60s. But they're making everything racial. If you, if you don't like what Obama does, oh, you're a racist. You just don't like a black man in the White House. Exactly. No, we don't care if there's a black man in the White House. We just don't like this black man in the White House. Policies, damn it. It's logic, reasoning. Look at what's happening. It's not the color of his skin, for Christ's sakes. How in the world people buy into that just to throw that stuff on the wall, see if it sticks, just to change the subject. It's not true. It's not true. You're racist, or this, that, and the other. It doesn't matter what comes out their mouth. They just want to change the subject. When you bring fact into the equation, they've got to come up with something. No solution is is best for them. Just uh, attack the guy that says something uh, different or, or bad about whatever it is that you're saying. Now, here we're coming down to the wire. Mike and I, gotta love this show. You you just make uh, my day, and I appreciate you being here. And I, This show is just magnificent. I'll see you next Thursday, Mike. Thank you, David. I enjoy it. Thank you.
Dear President Obama, we, the people, have stated resolutely we reject your vision for our country. You claim you have not heard us. We, the people, have assembled across America resisting your efforts to subvert our Constitution and undermine our liberty. You claim you have not seen us. Since you have not acknowledged our message, let us here present it once more. For if, as President Wilson said, a leader's ear must ring with the voices of the people, the time has come. Our greatest treasure is freedom.